0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The reading that I'm going to reflect on, Mark 6, verse 34. When Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd. He had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. You may be seated. I'm going to talk about the compassion of the shepherd, namely our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And it's a far cry from that I read in Jeremiah where it was all about rulers who were living for themselves and it didn't matter what their people were experiencing they would use their people to their own advantage people ended up scattered the kings refused to repent the people of God refused to repent and God sent the Babylonian armies in judgment and they were taken into exile many of the Israelites and Judahites were wiped out there was only a remnant that remained in this gospel, we, we hear about the compassion, but Jesus actually gives us a little bit of a backstory uh, in the opening words, verses that I shared as I read. Do you remember a couple of weekends ago when, when Vicar Rodriguez was, it was his last weekend, he had a box right here, right? And I think many of you thought he was going to drop the box, right? As he was packing his stuff up and he talked about how he couldn't find his coffee cup, right? You remember that? Well, Pastor Adams had the coffee cup, and so they were reunited before he went back to St. Louis. Anyway, there was a backstory, and in that gospel reading that weekend, two weekends ago, it went like this. Jesus called the twelve and began to send them out two by two, and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. And they went out and proclaimed that people should repent, and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil those who were sick and healed them. And then when we get into today's gospel lesson, we hear that the the disciples return and they tell Jesus all the things that they got to do, all the people they got to teach and the people they got to heal, and how God's word actually was effective in people's lives. Wow. But they were exhausted. And Jesus saw that and so he had compassion on them. Because the the reading tells us there was so much work to be done that they had no time for leisure, not even any time to eat. There were that many people that they were helping. And Jesus looked into the eyes of his tired disciples and said, Come away by yourselves. Let's get into the boat. Let's go to a desolate place. Let's let you rest. (sighs) A leader that cares about his people and their well being. How refreshing. Now, wouldn't you know it, the crowds recognize the disciples getting into a boat. And so what do they do? (laughs) Let's go see the disciples. And they started spreading the word. The disciples are here. And Jesus is here. We got to go see him. And so they get all kinds of excited and they're running throughout the town. And they beat the boat. And they gather in this desolate place. And they can't wait to see what's going to happen next. And if we just skip over Jesus' response and go right into the wow factor of how he feeds thousands, we actually miss the heart of our Lord. And so I'm going to pause on verse 34 where Jesus talks about seeing a crowd and how he had compassion on them. They were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them. You ever stop as you look at the scriptures and you look at all the details that are in here? Have you you ever just kind of put yourselves in their shoes or sandals? What was going on in their life? What was it that caused them to run after a boat, after 12 men and the Lord? What was going on? Was there brokenness in their home? Do they have people who were sick? Were they trying to find gainful employment? Was there sin? Infidelity, broken relationships, their own sinful nature? What did they go expecting to see? Did they want to see Jesus do something cool? We don't know. Actually, the people don't know either why and what they need from Jesus. They, they really didn't know when Jesus steps out onto the shore and he sees this crowd of thousands before him, scripture tells us he has compassion because they are like sheep without a shepherd and he begins to teach them. Do you know the difference between feeling sorry for someone and compassion? Feeling sorry for someone is what you may have experienced when you turned on the news and you heard about that incident in Branson, Missouri. With a boat, where some people who were just looking for a good time ended up in a sinking boat and 17 people or so lost their lives. You feel sorry when you hear stories like that. Or when you hear about the wildfires in California, you feel sorry for those that are being affected. But that's about it. Compassion is actually, when you hear and you see sorrow and and concern for other people, you are so moved or so disturbed by what you see that your, your insides are turned inside out. You have to do something. You are motivated to make a difference. And that is why people volunteer for things they care about. It's why people spend time down at the Franklin Avenue Mission. Because they have concern and care for the people of Flint. And they want to do something about it. Your insides are turned inside out because of what they need down there. So they go. It's what motivates people to volunteer to be Stephen ministers. Because they are moved by the compassion that they have welling up inside them. As they see people who are hurting and they want to one-on-one work with them and speak God's truth into their lives. Compassion causes you to do something maybe alleviate someone's pain, maybe prevent something from happening. And the real miracle of this whole gospel account isn't Jesus taking bread and fish and saying, eat. It's the fact that God himself came and he had compassion on the people he cares about. Now, now, now think about this, if you would. How many? What's the total number of people that claim residence in, in Frankenmuth right now? It's not, you're not going to lose your membership if you don't get it right. Okay, so just throw out a number. 4,000? Okay, a little higher. 5,131 to look at 2016's numbers. So if there were 5,000 people in Jesus' time being fed, and it's actually more, because some of the Gospels say there were 5,000 men plus women and children, to wrap our mind around the miracle of the feeding, you would take every resident that claims residence here in Frankenmuth, and you move them out to a desolate place. That's everybody. You clear out Independence Village. You clear out Wellspring Met Lodge. Everybody, and you move them out to a desolate place. And you know what? God looks into every single one of their eyes, and they know their story. He knows what's going on in your home. He knows what's going on in your workplace. He knows what's going on in your relationships. He knows what's going on in your heart. He knows your story. And he has compassion because you are like sheep without a shepherd. And he came to do something about your story. And he begins to teach. What does he teach? We hear... uh, picked up one of these on the way in if you did i'm going to invite you to open it uh, right now because i'm going to have you look at the uh, service outline if you didn't get one jesus still loves you and you can look on with your neighbor okay all right so in the outline on page three right about the middle section there's a verse from mark chapter one verse 15 i'd like to have all of us read that right now okay so the time is fulfilled And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. What is it that Jesus can teach that's going to speak to the needs, the soul needs of 5,000 people then and 5,131 people now? Those are the words. The time is at hand. The kingdom of God is here. Repent and believe the gospel. Do, Do you see the compassion here? Let's, let's just kind of break this down. The time is fulfilled. You know what that means? It means God has a plan. He's got a plan. He's got a plan for you, plan for me. He's got a plan for all of creation. And part of that plan involved sending his son to restore it and redeem it back to him. And then it continues. This one sentence continues. It says, and the kingdom of God is at hand. It means God's real. And his reign is true. And his kingdom is here. And he invites us to repent. To change our lives. To turn back to him. And then he says, believe the gospel. God made flesh. Looking into the eyes of every one of those that he cares about. Having compassion on them because he knows their story. And he says, believe the gospel you know what the gospel is? Believe the fact that I came. Jesus is saying, believe that I came and that I went to the cross and I paid the penalty of sin and death and I did it for you. Believe the gospel. It's a free gift. He's saying it's covering you. So here's an exercise that you can do. You can take all of the circumstances in your life. You can take this one verse and you can... Place your circumstance with that one verse you're confused you're going through a world of hurt believe the gospel you see how that works you have broken relationships you have cancer you have whatever is going on believe the gospel Jesus is saying I came for that I came for you you're not lost you're not lost There's so much power in knowing that there's the crucified and risen Christ came for us. You need love. Come to the one who opened his arms, allowed him to be scarred with nails, and now wraps them around you. You need food. Come to the one that feeds thousands. You need health. Come to the one that promises eternal life because that is where real healing happens. You need forgiveness and new life. Come to the one that laid down his life that we might have it again and have it abundantly. Come to the shepherd, the compassionate shepherd, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses our understanding, guard our hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. Amen.